0: Rolls are always low I've never seen him high His dice are never cold He's got really hot snake eyes He'll turn the MGs on you You won't pass a check twice It's cold as east front snow He's got really hot snake eyes. And they'll break you. They'll crit hit you. They're the bones that will defeat you. They're atrocious. Cause he always gets the rolls that make the stacks crush. God, why do I always roll so high? He's got... Really hot snake eyes You like your plus three stone The place to stand and fight But all you do is moan He's got really hot snake eyes He'll roll a one shot on you Roll those wicked dice Until you give up too He's got really hot snake eyes They'll DM you When he plays you Trash your plan with the dice He loans you They're ferocious Cause he always gets The rolls that make the stacks crush all the boys think it's just fine to really get hot snake eyes and they'll break you they'll crit hit you they're the bones that will defeat you. They're atrocious, because he always gets the rolls that make the stacks crush. All the boys think it's just fine to get really hot snake eyes.
1: David Kleinschmidt. I'm Jeffrey Hallett. And we are the Two Half Squads. Squads. Welcome to our new show, our first episode ever. It is a new show dedicated to the almost greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Leader. And today is still August 12th, 2018. 2018. So our first show, Dave, it's pretty exciting. What are we going to talk about? It is. Well, maybe we should talk a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, like our memory problems. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sexually, Speaking of so yeah.
0: so in this in this episode we're going to cover rules seven point two five to seven point three one okay and no one had emailed us because we did line of sight a few shows ago and I think I was in there saying I think we did this before but I had it in our rules not covered column I totally messed up.
1: Yeah, well... You look
0: surprised, Two two
1: 205 episodes were bound to make a mistake I knew. once or but twice or three times or I remembered
0: the ahead. picture, a line of sight in hockey, and I copied it off the internet and put it oh. in. So I, I kind of knew that, but, you know, anyway, the point is I... You do have a point. I wrote down okay. two of the things from our little column called Rules Covered, and then below that is Rules Not Covered, but the whole file's called Rules Not Covered. So I think somehow I just said the whole file, opened it, rules not covered, didn't really look at the covered already the heading and wrote down two ideas from there and then added later two more ideas that actually came from the right place, not covered. So my apologies to everyone. But, hey, you probably don't remember either, listeners. They probably don't. Um, but our goal is to get through all the rules. Jeff, you know how I am when I set a goal like this yes annoying <laughs>
1: <laughs> so single-minded according to my record a good thing
0: we're finishing up some defensive fire and detail machine guns yeah we never covered that morale and route we didn't cover routing because that's complicated concealment parts of concealment mm-hmm. heat of battle we never mm-hmm. really covered right uh wounds Field promotion, unit substitution, prisoners, captured equipment, nationality distinctions, Mm -hmm. which we should start doing now and intersperse them probably and have a nice little catchy song for nationality. Oh, good idea. Yep. And victory conditions. Okay. And then A is done. Really? Yeah. And, of course, we have been plowing right through terrain time, which covers B. Yes. Which I haven't upgraded our list, but we've been methodical about that. Yes. And that's...
1: That's the way it goes, folks. That's right. My apologies. <laughs> Lots to look forward to. I'm glad we have listeners that are paying attention. Do you know I put
0: in a fence in my backyard? Uh, one section. A cedar fence post section. Oh, you did? Two posts um, to put that Lionhead's fountain on. Oh, Remember? the fountain. Yeah, I came over here and fountain. looked mm-hmm. at yours in the yard and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my brother came over, and he does this kind of work all the time. He put in a huge wooden deck for my sister around their pool absolutely huge like steps going up and you can sit a ton of people up there it's sturdy as anything so he's coming over to help we go and buy the fence we have to rent the truck you know to take it home it wouldn't fit my man or his truck and the fence section and then we're like we'll get an auger. Okay, it's how much? Oh, it's fifty rental, whatever. Okay, that may be worth it to dig these two holes. Then it ends up the two post holes, right? He's like, we're going thirty-six inches.
1: Yeah. Do you know how long that is, deep that is? It's about three feet. It's deep. And is that <laughs> deep enough in uh, Illinois? Ah, because you're trying to get under the frost the line. Frost, yeah. Permafrost. You know, you're, you're familiar with this, it is. yeah not permafrost but right you want to get down low enough so that when it freezes here it doesn't freeze down that deep why i don't remember (laughs) i think it's because uh it keeps the posts more upright keeps them from skewing around and getting turned from the freezing and unfreezing of the the earth yeah yeah because it gets bloody cold here and bloody hot in the winter i mean in the summer (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of Yeah, so
0: the one hole we're going in was near the lines. Oh, the electric lines? Which certainly said cable and like electric, and then the gas line, we couldn't quite tell. Now, the guy marked it like a month ago, and then there was some changing of the dirt and things like this as we Uh work on this garden. So we're wondering about that gas line, and then like let's hand dig down, and I'm getting down like a foot. Going gentle. And then John's... Is this a gas-powered auger? Uh, It is is a gasoline-powered auger. Yeah, okay. Which we didn't want to use... Oh, yeah, it's big. Which we didn't want to use on that hole. Oh, okay. Until we got a certain distance. And then John's like, okay, let's take the auger, and we're going to put it on this hole now. And we're going down. Yeah. And I'm still nervous. Well, Laura shows up from a day out with her friend shopping, and looks at us and sees those line markings and she's like no so she starts looking up online right yeah uh she comes out of the house uh no and i don't want you to do that auger there no it's too close to the lines and john's like well we're down already a foot or two i think and i'm like honey i think <laughs> the guy told me it would be 20 inches the most any line would be, most of them are like five inches, six inches down. Oh, okay. And then she's like, well, but look, I can't find that information, but this guy had his whole neighborhood had to be evacuated when he hit the Ooh. gas line. uh And this other people had to pay like $30,000 repair, pay for everything. Yeah. So she's finding all this stuff on the internet. <sighs> yeah,
1: you don't want to be that guy.
0: Yeah. No, you don't want to be Hi, that I'm guy. I'm that guy
1: that made everybody leave their homes.
0: Yeah, so we continued by hand. My neighbor had this tool that you twist along the top. It's got a crossbar, but yeah. the base is
1: four spiky claws and a twisty yeah.
0: pattern. Have you seen this thing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just,
1: I, I, we had one when I was growing up. Oh. Yeah. We put in fence. Turn posts, up the so, dirt. Yeah.
0: Well, it wasn't the the fence hole post digger where it has two long sheaves that come down and grab together and no, pull I've, the dirt said, out. This was a, a twisty a different thing. kind of auger. Yeah. yeah, it's a We're hand auger. Yeah, and he he just used it to churn up his garden. So yeah. I thought it was ideal to keep going down. I got about a foot, two feet down, Jeff. And
1: oh, what? It, you know how
0: hot it was last weekend?
1: Oh yeah, it was very hot oh. last weekend. I kept going, John. Two feet is fine. And he's <laughs> like, no.
0: I said, no, two feet is fine. Come on, I said. Look, it's my fence. If it falls down, I won't blame you. Keep digging, and then I'm down there. I'm like, when I measure on this side, it's thirty two. We're stopping. He's like, "Keep digging," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, man! Yeah, 36. His oh. whole arm all
1: the way down. Wow. Yeah, shoulder, and he's got long arms. Probably feels like you're there. halfway to. I don't think it's politically correct to dig to China anymore. <laughs> because I'm not sure where we would. We dig. could
0: avoid the tariffs if we
1: we could get do, a, yeah. A hole actually, we there. could. Well, maybe I'll come over and help you with that. So at that
0: point, at the end there, he did push it all the way. kept He made me keep working. Slave driver. And then I went into the Halloween decorations and got a skeletal hand and dropped it in the bottom. Did you really? (laughs) (laughs) And said, took a Snapchat. Yeah. And you know how young people say this kind of new modern way of stating these things? When you, blah, blah, blah. And then like the picture shows some disaster of when you or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So I did, like, when when you're digging your post holes and you find this and you think it's a good idea to notify the police, but then your garden project is put on hold yeah. while the forensics come out and your backyard becomes a crime scene. Yeah. <laughs> Showed that picture.
1: Yeah. Did anybody want to repost that? Like. On- yeah, I got several likes right away. Yeah.
0: And- so the, we did dig two holes, though. So we did get to use the auger on the other. And guess what was in that hole? Dirt. <laughs> no, it was a hole. Nothing. Oh, nothing. <laughs> ah! Brum, bum. No, two roots the size of my arm. Oh, really? In in my strong part of my arm. Yeah. And a huge rock. Oh. So the auger would have went through the other hole by the cords perfectly well yes. and quickly. Of course and kept we having to stop and get the axes out.
1: Oh. And
0: chop our way through and I tried a little handsaw,
1: you know. And the, yeah. Oh, I was miserable. Well, I'm glad you survived that. You did survive it, didn't you? Well, that night at my sister's party, I
0: got that really bad feeling you get when you think you're getting into heat stroke. Oh. Or dehydration or something. Yeah. So, I mean, we, John and I drank, I'm like, drink the water, drink the water. Yeah, I, I, I felt bad for a, a couple of hours there. Oh, yeah.
1: And then uh, kept drinking water at the party. Good man. Well, next time I need a post-hole Doug, I will call a professional. Yeah. I my, promise. My brother. I'll call your brother. <laughs> I won't put you through that. Yeah. After a hard day in the garden, you know what I like to do. What do you like to do, Jeffrey? I like to open up a web browser, go to Bounding uh, Fire Productions. Oh, yes. You know, crack open a cool drink. Ah, uh, and wonderful. just peruse all of the wonderful products that Bounding Fire has on their website. Uh, yeah, wonderful you know products. Know what I'm
0: talking about Can into you feel the it?
1: rubble. Do you feel me? I do. Beyond the beachhead. Oh yeah, Poland in flames. High ground, Operation Cobra. Yeah, it's a very nice, relaxing website. They also have a good following on Facebook, so you can go on there and actually communicate with the lads over at Bounding Fire Productions. But yeah. I'm telling you, go to the website. It's beautiful. It's cool. Just it's calming. clicking
0: away, yeah. enjoying, looking at the product and placing an order. Yeah. Buying something that's fine products, of well-balanced scenarios.
1: Yes. Buy Objective Schmidt, you know? Buy Crucible of Steel. Buy them. And you know what Bounding Fire does besides their own products? They have stuff from LFT. They also do. Yes, they do. And
0: their products come with lots and lots of scenarios.
1: Yes, they do. Yeah.
0: So you're going to get
1: big bang for your buck anytime you visit Bounding Fire Productions. Go there, order some stuff, tell them the two half squads sent you, and they will be so kind to you. So nice to you. They'll come and rub your feet give you a back (laughs) massage. Personally. Sam Tyson and the mm-hmm. whole crowd over there at Bounding Fire. Thank you for their business, and we thank them for their sponsorship of the Two Half squads. We do. And we also thank all of our Patreon supporters, and we'd like to get
0: more of you into the Patreon game. Of course, you can also make a donation anytime on the PayPal button on the website. Yes. Please consider supporting us personally. It keeps us going. It does actually keep us going, right? Yeah. When we were getting tired and suddenly yeah. it's like, hmm, now we're making a little money. Kind yeah of, why it, would we quit now you know it helps cover the cost years i
1: mean not that we wouldn't have bought all of this asl stuff but it helps us cover our costs because we like to get more stuff than we normally would have we wouldn't have bought probably wouldn't have bought everything no that we've been buying because of the support from listeners so right we appreciate that bandwidth and uh yeah did, did you just pay for the we just paid for another year again the, yep okay
0: mm-hmm. i saw that so, in gmail yeah well, how about some rules Jeff? okay, rules here rules <laughs> no, that's not the rule no no no
1: no no God no sorry
0: that's i I'll, I'll buy you a new one All right. i'm I'm, my, I'm sorry
1: you broke my flute well it it's no, i only allowed for what you've been playing lately oh, Jeff okay. well, I've got another instrument here that might be allowable
0: ah, it's as calming as going to the Bounding Fire website it's time for rules ladies and gentlemen Time for rules.
1: That's right. It's
0: it's it's 8 8 o'clock on a Sunday.
1: Dave gives me a smile. (laughs) (laughs) You've been
0: listening to that radio show again, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yes, I have. 7.25, rule we covered quite a while ago. Doing it again. Why? Because Dave's an idiot. And
1: opportunity fire, Jeff. Oh, yes. Here's one I do not use nearly enough. Neither do you. Uh, Correct. I am willing to... I'm, I'm going to venture that. That is correct. Yeah. And
0: as I've said before on the show, I was reading a after-action report or whatever they called them then, series replay of a game and saw some real guys who win tournaments. And he put those op-fires where you had to cross the street, get right into the enemy houses, you know, and the guys were on there concealed. And I always just start prepping at half. Right. And then tr- I'd run in there. And, of course, he put op-fire across everyone on the upper level of the building across the street. Yeah. And waited patiently while he sent a bunch of AF squads
1: across on the underground, well, the first level, right, get those guys to drop their concealment during the defensive fire phase, and then advanced fire comes around. Your up fire guy opens up at full firepower. So and, and if let's say it's a if it's a heavy machine gun and he's bore sighted on a sight, he's he still gets his bore sighting die roll modifier, even during op fire. I guess he would. Yeah. That's another thing we don't do. You know, I, not, I uh, always think... We're
0: not often the defender with no opponent setting up on the board, but I'm sure I've forgotten yeah. the foresight more than I remember yeah. now. I think for a
1: year or two I was doing it pretty well, and then it kind of... yeah. Just,
0: with me, it just fades away again. Yeah.
1: That's it. Some of these things are so basic, but we forget them. Anyway, let, don't let me... <laughs> defer you any longer
0: well who can actually use opportunity fire you know how specific the asl rule book gets so let me just tell you okay a good order infantry or cavalry unit not yet fired nor ti right and basically in your brain you're just like well anyone just can do it but and of course you you wouldn't put it on a non-good order
1: right squad we know that but Very specific rule. Yeah, so you mark them during the prep fire phase before they've done anything.
0: And then your first question, does placing that op fire counter remove concealment from your prep
1: guys? Yes. Can you? Oh. uh -uh. I'm going to do that in the form of a question. What is yes?
0: Yes, that is correct, sir. That's confusing. It would if, of course, you are within line of sight and... How many hexes of a good order enemy ground unit? Well,
1: I would think it's their uh it's kind of that magic number their range, isn't it? Or is it just 6? Six? No, 16, sir. Oh, yes, of course. 16 right. hexes, which yes. is, you find that in several places That's right, about yeah. visual vision. Yeah, anything beyond 16 vision. hexes you can't see, I guess. Oh, yeah.
0: And of course it's a, gr- and a good or again, they're very specific good order enemy ground units. Right. Okay, so an airplane cannot air sport cannot take away take away your concealment then right may it and of course you're usually placing it when you have an enemy right in line of sight cuz you're hoping to shoot at them later when they drop concealment right may it, it may it then prep fire if it placed op fire no absolutely not correct may it move no that's right cuz once you commit you're committed to staying. Right. And then can it use a rate of fire?
1: Um. Yeah, uh, no. Sorry? I mean yes. Yes. It can.
0: Yeah, think of it as a full I was looking at it too that way. I'm thinking but oh but think of it as a f it's a full prep fire phase in the advancing okay. fire phase. Right. So you wouldn't want to take the away the guy's rate of fire. Can it use intensive fire if it's a gun?
1: I do not. I'll say no. You do not?
0: No. I did not is know. No I is do correct. Know. It's no. That is correct. And I don't know why, because the other guy gets his rate. What if he gets a lot of rate? Yeah. But anyway, can ordnance then use an ordnance weapon, a weapon which rolls to hit... Can they use uh, this opportunity fire? Yes. Yes. But if only if fired by
1: the infantry, oh, in an infantry unit. Yes. It's, so if you're a tank. Oh, okay. I see what it, okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I read that and I thought, what do they mean? They mean not a crew, but no. Right. I was thinking of that too. Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? So I made a note. So no tanks. Okay. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> what kind of tanks? The one and only cereal that comes in the shape of tanks. That's Kellogg's Sugar Tanks. This show is brought to you by Kellogg's Sugar, sugar tanks. tanks. Now with Scherzen coating. <laughs> Schwerzen. For extra crispness.
0: Is it Scherzen or Schwerzen?
1: I think it's. Sh- I I asked my wife, she said Scherzen. And she's German. Yeah. She speaks German.
0: Well, they can only change the covered arc who's firing in the advanced fire phase. Oh yeah. You so yeah. this ordinance can do it, but you still can't turn the covered arc until you're actually in the advanced fire phase. Right. Because you said you're firing then. Right. So there you go. Um rule seven point three oh one. The number of
1: KIA Now are we done uh, you yeah. we're off of uh, uh, yes. opportunity fire? Yep, going in. Into- so I, I read this interesting one and this came from I think this comes from a Perry says, but I'll I'll ask it in a form of a question. Ooh, if a leader moves into a location with an op-fire marked rate-of-fire machine gun, may the leader affect attacks in the advance-fire phase? Ooh. What a great question. I don't know who came up with that, but he should... I'm going no. The answer is only the first shot. Oh, my...
0: That's too complicated of an yeah. answer.
1: The first shot he can, and after that, I guess not. I thought that was really... Huh. Quite uh, quite the question. Uh, a Let's say a unit is declared an opportunity firer and then goes berserk during the defensive fire phase. May it fire in the advanced fire phase? Yes. The answer is, I assume so, and at full firepower, since it's still marked as an op-firer. So, you are correct. Very good. Now, if it goes berserk before the movement phase,
0: it then has to move. Right. That's right. Although no one would be shooting at it because we would do our That's prep right. and then we would move. Right. So no one would be shooting at it. No one would be, at be shooting at it. Yeah. Well, you never know in this game. Yeah. So now, yeah, we're moving. Unless you have some more of those excellent questions. Um, I do not.
1: Other than... Uh Can you use a flamethrower DC or Molotov in oppor- with Opportunity Fire? Wait, I know this. That's sign language. Knock, knock. Do you speak a sign? Any? Knock, knock. Guess what this is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I
0: thought that was knock,
1: knock. It does look like knock, knock, but it also means yes. Okay. Anyway, back to you, yeah, Dave. Yeah, you
0: can because you can throw it and you can just yeah. shoot
1: it just like anything else. Right. Right.
0: Uh, then we're looking at the uh, results on the KIA, the, on the on the, um, the the table. Yes. IFT, Infantry Fire Table. And the first result, I just jumped down to Rule 7.301, is the number of KIA. Real basic ASL
1: here. Yeah. What does that mean, Jeff? KIA, KIA means uh, the number of target units that are eliminated as a from a result,
0: yes. And if you get a one kia, it's one. If you get a two kia,
1: it's, it's two. two. And now, it's a full counter, and you, the counter goes away. It is it doesn't yes. matter if it's a full squad, squad, half squad, or single man counter crew. Uh, correct. And if and how do you determine which one is the victim? Well, you do random selection. If there's more than one counter in there, they do a random selection. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them then are broken. Yes, right? just automatically broken, except
0: broken. for. What kind of dudes?
1: Um, think dudes well, who can't be broken. Berserk. Typically. Berserkers? Uh, heroic. Heroic dudes? Um, units that are already broken? Yep. Right.
0: Uh, and there's unarmed uh, yeah. units. Oh. Oh, oh which, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. No, unarmed units are prisoners. Prisoners? Would there be any they other? They can't be kind? broken. They don't have a broken side. Well, that's true. So all those yeah. would suffer, though. And you, of course, know what happens to a broken squad that is supposed to be um, a victim. A little casualty reduction. Yes. And that would apply to all of those. Cause we, and I think we play that right most of the time, right? The yeah, berserker we guys, we half-squat them when they're running across and they right. fail a morale check. Um, broken guys, we half squad them when they fail a morale check. Yeah. And that's all I have for the number KIA. And Pretty easy. The K slash number. Right. Which, first of all, describe what happens when you suffer a K-slash
1: in a a stack of squads. And I used to think the K-slash was just a KIA with a slash, but it's not. K means it's for casualty reduction. K stands for casualty reduction, get that. Should be a C. So instead of uh, the whole unit is eliminated, whatever's on the hex, it just gets casualty reduced. And then if there are others in the hex... They take a morale check for whatever that number is that's after the slash. Right. So a K slash
0: three is a three morale check, meaning you roll your morale and add a three to the die roll, right. making it harder to pass, etc. And, of course, if, if you already are a half squad or a crew and you suffer that, you're gone. You're gone. You
1: can't yeah. casualty reduce And what happens lower-
0: to that leader? I used to play this wrong for a little while in my career. It could have been years, actually. Uh, I wanted to throw away the leader like throwing away a crew. some point like a wounded leader but uh, instead you
1: wound it you wound it yeah
0: yeah so takes that wound check now then if it rolls a five or six it's gone it's gone yeah and then that's all i have for that category right uh the normal morale check is the next category on the ift chart table right and we all know what that is take a morale check you have to roll your morale or less Equal to your morale, pinju. You. And who has to roll first? Leaders. And if I have an eight o and a seven o, who rolls first? The eight o. Correct the first. mm ones first. Mm-hmm. Work your way down and then go through the squads. Well, we can typically just go in order from the top down. There. Yeah, There's we no, usually do. Right. Yeah, it wouldn't matter if. No. Um, and then you can have a number morale check, which if it's a one check. Two check. Three check. Again, taking a normal morale check with the adding. Add that number to the, to the
1: die roll. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you have the pin task check. Right. Do I ever break when I roll a pin task check? Uh,
1: no, I don't think so. No.
0: no. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, you are pinned, though, if you fail that. And can I, if I have an eight morale and I roll an eight, am I pinned? Uh Yes.
1: Uh, No, when you're rolling a pin check. pin check, right. But if it's a normal check... And you roll the same thing, then you're pinned.
0: Then you're pinned because it's equal to your morale. Yeah. Do broken units check on a normal morale check? Yes. And failures halved, as we said? Right. Do they check on a pin task check? No. No, you don't pin a broken. Yeah, they can't be pinned. Right. But a broken unit can pin when routing... Do you know how that happens?
1: Uh, well, if he's interdicted upon. And then he rolls a... So well, I'm... he would roll his morale check. Uh-huh. And if, if he equals it, then he pins. That is correct, yeah. yeah. If you roll less, you're
0: eliminated of a half squad or half squad of a squad, suffering casualty reduction. And if you roll equal to the number, you're actually pinned when broken running across the street. Yeah.
1: Now, here's a question and answer uh, about pinning Mm -hmm. that I thought was intriguing. I actually haven't read through this one a couple of times, so bear with me. The question is, does the vehicles are not subject to pinning phrase in 7.8 preclude vehicular crews from pinning when passing a morale check by the highest possible roll? That is vehicular crews only pin when failing PTCs? Yeah. Mm. Is that? If not, what is the purpose of indicating vehicles are not subject to pinning? And the answer is, technically, the vehicle and its inherent crew are never pinned, but they suffer a number of negative effects due to having suffered a pin result. And this pin result, I'm using air quotes here. Uh-huh. Pin aren't they nice? No, they aren't very. very I had, nice. uh, got a little flair to them. Uh, I think it's the shirt. It's <laughs> kind of giving me that certain Savoir faire. It's this pin result uh, that can, of course, come from either failing a PTC or from passing uh, a, morale a morale check, check with uh, the highest, highest possible number. dial roll number. Yeah. So then you would suffer those pin effects just
0: like a normal. uh
1: If the vehicle or its crew and or its crew have been pinned. So to speak. That would prevent it from moving. So if they get pinned there. Yes. Yeah. Good clarification. Yeah.
0: I didn't get that far to that rule, but 7.307. Yeah. Moves us into armored targets.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: so we're talking about small arms, fire. Uh, like
1: the Tyrannosaurus Rex has small arms. <laughs> he does. How about this new movie, The Meg? I didn't even hear about it till today. Oh, about uh, the big fish. It's a big shark. Shark. It's basically a big shark. Have you heard about it at all? Uh, a little bit. It actually looked kind of good. I guess it did really well today. Yeah. That, that's, that's what America needs is some escapism. So I think that's why it's doing well.
0: How did I not hear a thing about it?
1: Well, I don't know how closely tapped in you are to Hollywood release schedules. Not much. though. that's why. I heard a solo before and all that.
0: Yeah, and I skip all my ads when I T-Vo. Yeah. I saw an ad for an upcoming World War II thing. Oh, what? What, what? No, well, kind of post-World War II thing. The capturing of what's-his-name. I'm sure you've seen an ad for it. Uh, Eichmann? Oh. Of the SS camps? Yeah. The death camps? Yeah. Yeah. How the Jews tracked him down and Israel tracked him down. Oh, interesting. You haven't seen that ad?
1: No, I haven't. Oh, Oh, it's popped up on my iPhone a couple times. Yeah, I don't get ads on most things. Like where?
0: I don't know, but apparently they probably tracked me as a World War II guy. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) You know? Which isn't
1: bad. (laughs) No. At least you're not getting the pantyhose commercials anymore. (laughs)
0: Right, right.
1: yeah i keep getting like love's diapers commercials right? there's well, I there's one game that i you will yes yeah that'd be funny We've been talking about our mortality a lot yeah. lately haven't we Jeff? and our agingness anyway but you had a game that involved diapers I, I play a little game sometimes on my tablet it's it's rare but sometimes in the mornings while my wife and i will be sitting and listening we listen to a lot of like um uh, it's not self. It's kind of like, for lack of a better word, self-help kind of spiritual mm-hmm. kind of stuff in the mornings. And sometimes we sort of just tinker around on our tablets while we're listening. And so I'll play this one game, Candy Crush, <laughs> for 10 minutes here or there. And they keep showing me uh, diaper commercials, Loves and then Pampers. There's a war going on out there, Dave, between Loves and Pampers. And I don't know who's winning, but I got to tell you, I do not care. Which is
0: best. Where'd you get the smug? Uh that's from the Renaissance Renfair. fair. Oh, yeah. there it is on the other side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh,
1: but you digress. I do. All right. So then unarmored. Armored targets.
0: Unarmored. Did I say armored? Oh yeah, armored. We're,
1: in, we're on armored
0: targets. Well, they have no effect on them, the small arms and non ordnance attacks, except of right. course a flamethrower, a DC, a Molotov, an anti tank magnetic mine. Right. Uh so What does Rich always do when you're coming into vehicle? Freeze him with an armored vehicle, and all he has is rifles. Does he just never shoot at the vehicle? Uh Has he not done this to
1: you? He has. I've read about it in magazines too. Yeah. No, he shoots anyway. Because it can leave residual. Oh, because it can leave residual firepower. But only isn't that only if it's partially armored? And partially unarmored? I, I do not believe so. Let me I think qu- it is. quickly check it. Uh, do you have the rule book open? I'm I've on got the, the rule book open. Page. Small arms S- and non ordnance attacks have no effect versus armored targets, but may leave residual firepower if, if either the hull or the turret facing of the current AFV facing is unarmored. Oh, bad me didn't finish the whole rule. Yeah. Wait a minute. So I was reading that.
0: Wait a minute. Yeah.
1: So a partially armored AFV is considered unarmored for small arms fire. But it can only... So it can leave residual. But it can only have effect if you're firing at the unarmored. Oh, yeah. But it leaves residual. But only if... It only leaves residual if the hull or the target facing of the current AFV is on armor. Where are you reading that? seventy three zero seven? Seven point three zero seven.
0: Yeah, small arms, non ordnance have no effect versus armored targets but may
1: leave residual firepower, period. Oh I'm I'm maybe I'm reading a uh, corrected version. I have the pocket edition handbook. Here I'm gonna hand this over to you <laughs> seventy three oh seven right there. I'll pause us here while we we're going to wrestle with this for a moment. Please yep. please yep. stand by. And while we're while you're standing by, go have some sugar tanks. Build yourself a big bowl. Enjoy them. You're missing a period. Okay, we worked that out.
0: Yeah, Jeff was Jeff's was clarifying that if it's a partially armored vehicle, you don't count it as a armored fighting vehicle. You treat it as
1: unarmored, right? Which is the next set of rules. So there are some armored, well, there are some vehicles that have armor. For instance, um, they'll have front and side rear armor. They might be at a three and a one, let's Uh say. And then below that, there'll be a star, which means that the side rear turret is unarmored.
0: Yeah, typically you'll find you'll see the it, star there. You'll typically and typically that would be on a Or maybe it's hull. Um,
1: think of the it's typically the turret cuz think of those it's uh, tanks. If it was turret it would have a star with a T. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But most vehicles are turret, right? Cuz they're the um, the the tank hunting tanks. They're not designed to run infantry, so they don't even armor to the back. You know, it's the the guys are all it's exposed in the back. There's lots, yeah, of yeah, like a martyr, yeah, maybe, I don't, yeah. yeah. There's a Japanese one. There's all, yeah, kinds the whole, of the whole knee <laughs> and uh, the whole na, <laughs> yes. yeah. But yeah, they're open in the top turret. You think of a model kit; you can see it yeah. in a lot of model kits. Yeah, so there's salt guns. Of course, a lot of salt guns had no turret anyway, because right. again, they were designed not to be turning quickly in a city. But out in the open, maybe, where they have a
1: long-range sight of everything. Yeah. And they can just turn the vehicle body, the hull. So. Right. And, it, again, you know, it's it's like so many things in ASL. It doesn't happen that often, I would say, where we're encountering these kinds of vehicles. But it happens often enough, so you should know.
0: Yeah. And if Pay it is, then, jumping to 7.308, unarmored, right. all non ordnance direct fire versus unarmored and horses... Right, use the star line. On and that's the where IFT. You mentioned, right? Yeah, R- representing unarmored. Right, and that's that little line that runs all the way across your table, and it's real fun. And you then roll on that portion of the table, and take your effects from there. Right. So, um, well, I have a note. They use the all unarmored. Direct fire versus unarmored and horses use the star line or the or, oh star line of the IFT using a modified die roll, Just noting that modifiers count, and then you um, the fire affects all the units in the hex unarmored. So you've got a cavalry unit, uh, a truck, and an infantry squad mm-hmm. on the ground. They're all affected as unarmored, you know, people. Except during, of course, defensive first fire. If one of them is moving, then it's just the moving unit. Right. Then the fire effect on the infantry, cavalry, and unarmored, uh, it would be there are some exceptions to it affects everyone in the hex.
1: Yeah. First is if you're a bypassing vehicle. And you don't have line of sight to the vertex that's bypassing. You're not affected. And you don't affect.
0: And you cannot affect more vehicles... Or horse counters then can be affected by the highest KIA number of that column. You know how in a column, it may say there's a one KIA is the most you can get. Yeah. Whereas when you're way at the end of the table, you know, with it's a... five or six, whatever Yeah, it is. six KIA. Yeah. So that limits the number of victims.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Right.
0: Cannot affect more than that number. Then when you roll... So they're
1: saying, like, so if you're rolling, if let's say there's five units in there. Yeah. And you're doing random selection. And you roll a Yahtzee. Chart right here. A five. A a Yahtzee? It's not going to affect all five units. It would only affect as many units as the highest KIA number in the column that you're firing on. Yeah. If
0: I've got a five KIA in the 24 column... Yeah. Then it, would. it goes 5K, 4K, yeah. 3, 2, 1, half, you know. Then you can get five dudes with that firepower. Yeah, okay. But if you're only firing on the one chart, yeah. a 1K is the most you can kill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I think it's easy to forget that in the heat of battle. Yeah. When you're all excited, you've got to, you know, KAA on a couple of units you want to take out there. Okay. Then the results of that... Um, Looking at the star number. So if the star number, and let me take a look. Uh, again, a 12 shot is an 8. Okay. 12 firepower, an 8 is the star number on that line. There's just one number there, 8. If you roll less than or equal to half of that number, what do you get shooting at a truck or an unarmored vehicle? Less than or equal to half of the star number. What does that do to the vehicle? Uh, Eliminated? Worse. Burning wreck? Yes. So if your die roll is less than that number, then what happens to the vehicle? Eliminated. Yes. And if your die roll is equal, so if you roll an 8 on the 12 chart... Then you're immobilized. Immobilized. Correct. Then I ask, what about the passengers, riders, and crew? Of the vehicle that was rolled less than half, what happens to all those dudes in that burning wreck? Gone. Yes. Just gone. And what about the ones that were in the eliminated
1: vehicle? Uh, they get to bail out, don't they? They Yes, crew survival. Roll for crew survival. Roll for yeah.
0: survival check. Yeah. With no collateral attack either. Right. And, however, if it is a surviving vehicle then the infantry would get a collateral attack so if the truck passes if the truck survives and the passengers don't oh, have to right. check then they may get shot anyway by bullets okay yeah it's a way to think about that now then i have last lastly here close to lastly 7.309 the unlikely kill
1: i roll snakes on the star line. Right. So we're rolling against an unarmored vehicle. Yeah. So we're rolling on the star line star of the line,
0: Let's say I have a four firepower squad. Yeah. I need a four or less. Yeah. I roll a snake eyes. Right. But my snakes is modified with a plus three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I have a five result. Okay. It just took away my nice hit, my kill. Yeah. Um, So then there's this thing called the unlikely kill. Right. So you roll again. One die. One die. And in this case, so if the mods can take away the kill, even if I actually rolled equal to the four on the four chart, is that what I said you needed, I think? Yeah. Uh, Equal to it. Oh, I immobilized it. Oh. Well, then do you get an unlikely kill chance? Because uh, the, the
1: mods took away your oh. kill. I guess not. You do. Oh, you do. You do. Oh, I gotta read that again. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think I once I get it, even I if it's eliminated. Backwards. Yeah.
0: If it's eliminated or mobilized, you still roll one die to see if you can do better. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I missed. Yeah, because you best. got a snake eyes. Yeah. It's like, dude, I got a snakes. So it should be a burning rack. Yeah. Oh, it's not because there's a plus two, so it's eliminated. Yeah. Oh, okay, darn. And I think I always let that go. Yeah. No, no you still you get should to Stop roll. and say, oh, oh, no, no, no. I still can roll one die if I roll a one. It it's a burning a- wreck. And if I roll a two.
1: It's eliminated.
0: And a three. Um,
1: immobilized.
0: Yes, and a four, five, six. No, well, uh, it's whatever the... Previous, previous results, roll was. yes yeah, right okay right. yeah it't I read that four times't it, so won't, I still got that it back. won't take yeah, away I know, I know. the 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 no effect won't take yeah. away the fact that you still immobilize it by rolling a four right a two plus two is four um, right then you roll again oh four five, six no effect well that's okay. I keep my original effect yeah yeah a little tricky yeah. but you mm-hmm. know I think once you can memorize that if you can now there is a spilky table. For all these results, yes. So go to your rich spooky tables, folks. Unlikely kill. Rich used it with me when we were doing this, and he has all of those little things in there. Yeah. Even if eliminated, even if immobilized, doesn't apply then, or you know. And then seven point three one. Last thing I wrote: resolve each attack right away. Very simple rule. Yeah. But when you're learning
1: squad leader, that's a critical rule. Yeah, because you don't you. What they're saying there is you don't wait, you you don't uh, do all the results at once. You do them one at a time as you're rolling them. Yeah, because that'll affect yeah. your further play. From if that. he breaks on the first shot, then, you then your second guy's shooting. He could shoot somewhere else. Yes, and yeah. then the next rule, simply stated, you don't need to pre designate attacks. You can, you may witness the outcome of each attack before committing other units to fire on yeah. subsequent attacks. And again, we we're yeah.
0: so used to that, but yes guys learning the game playing other games other games may say well you everyone's prep firing at the same time yeah in fact well in fact i played games like that and i don't like them much because it's like all right well i guess these three things will shoot at that one thing because i want to be sure to kill it yeah well i understand it's simultaneous fire and so on but in fact it's um it was the miniatures world war ii game i was doing quite a bit oh shoot can't think of the name You rolled randomly to see who was hit in the squad. That's what it was. Mm. Which, yeah, you like it, but it's probably more realistic. But, you know, if you had three hits out of ten guys shooting, and then you roll, and they're shooting at four people, you roll four-sided and see which each one was shooting at. Yeah. You roll three ones, and they all shot the same guy with a kill. Right. (laughs) You know, and then I always bug me a little, but there you go. That's relearning the very
1: basics of fire attacks and advanced squad leader. Cool. So coming up uh, on our next rules session, we'll be having um we'll be talking about seven point three three, multiple targets, spraying fire. No, because remember or was that the part that uh I made a mistake. That's it, okay. Got it. So we should be so jumping we'll go ahead to uh, the next. machine guns. Yeah, okay. Or some of those
0: defense Here it is. It's now accurate. Uh yeah, no they're 8 8 what's 8.15? You Want to check that quick? Uh yes,
1: let me see. And after that would be machine guns, I hope. Where is it? Can't believe we didn't cover machine guns in detail. 8.15 is snapshot
0: Oh, snapshot. From
1: snapshot on to wrap up eight, right into nine, and then 10. Yeah. And. I just wanted to mention that uh, I was browsing around on, tooling around on Facebook a little bit the other day on the Advanced Squad Leader forum there in Facebook, if that's what they call it. And JJ Alexander posted a question. And he, to the group, and he says, are there any published designer notes about how the firepower numbers for squads and weapons were generated? Or does anybody know? And there was a little bit, uh, some people were mentioning some things they knew about it. But Michael DeRoche jumped right in and said, ask the man himself. And then he linked to our podcast where we interviewed John Hill. And he referenced oh, the, uh, the section where John talked about that. Excellent. So I thought that was nice. Yeah, I thought that was nice that he knew exactly where that was and very nice referenced that. Yeah. So I, I, it just made me kind of happy that we've some of these things that we've done. I'm especially proud of like that interview with John Hill uh, before he passed away, so we could have a record, that important record. People want to know. They
0: do, Jeff, but I'd like to. We promised the listeners we'd get to those Korean scenarios. Oh, I, yes. I, It'd be in summer. I took a little afternoon once, a couple hours, well, probably like half an hour, to look them all over a little more thoroughly than we usually do mm-hmm. and, uh, and gave a little report on them. So can we fit
1: that in now to wrap yeah. up? Yeah, let's take a listen.
0: All right, everybody. The first scenario is... ASL scenario 203, hard rock, R-O-K, of course, Republic of Korea. It takes place in Munsan-Ni, South Korea. You're gonna to have to forgive all my pronunciations, as all you listeners typically do, except for our French uh, accents and, and pronunciations. Uh, scenario Design by Michael Puccio Pucio. It's June 1950. Boards 10 and 23, they're half boards. Saying is 8 turns, 7.5, I guess, technically. Uh, North Koreans win in game in by having greater than or equal to 15 victory points, calculated as exit victory points, and including greater than or equal to 8 victory points of infantry. Exception prisoners, captured equipment, immobile AFE do not count, south of the canal. So they're trying to cross the canal and get points across there. The South Korean would set up first. They have set up on board 10. And Hex is numbered greater than 4 and less than 7. And then some on board 23. Special Scenario Rule 2 South Koreans may use HIP for two squad equivalents, etc. It's set up on board 23. And then the setup forces well, there's some second line and some conscripts on both forces. There's 10 on board 10 and 5 squads and 5.5 on board. 23. South Koreans are bringing uh, an AT gun, 37LL, mortar. Each setup group has a mortar, bazooka, machine guns, some average leadership, 8.0s to 7Os. There's a DC with one of the. Oh, both groups have a DC also. So that's interesting because these aren't elite troops. So I have to read my rules on that. This has overcast weather to start off. Uh, KW terrain is in effect. Korean War terrain. Um, The bridge in 23P7 does not exist. All buildings are wooden. Roll house black bars and printed stairwells do not exist. South Koreans may use HIP. Inexperienced Patsy and close combat value penalties are not applicable to South Korean conscripts. North Korean units entering turn one have already expended half of their inherent movement point, printed movement points, um, or movement factors. North Korean infantry, which declared double time at any point on turn one, will increase their available movement factor by only one. And then DCs cannot be set in a bridge location. The South Koreans come on, or I'm sorry, North North Koreans come on, um, 14, 15 squads, a 9 neg 2 an 8 neg one some 7 mach- good machine guns, typical machine guns, ATR, a DC also, and four tanks. So they're bringing the T-34-85s and the SU-76Ms. What a great fit for squad leader, huh? That's ASL scenario 203. 204 is called human bullets. So this one is the on the inji Hongchon Road, South Korea, June 1950. As the morning fog lifted on this fourth day of the war, and then it goes on to give the introduction there, victory conditions it is North and Koreans and South Koreans again. North Koreans went immediately upon exiting 15 victory points, not prisoners or equipment. Off the south edge. Vehicles may only exit through a Hexide 23R3Q3. See also Special Rule 6, which. There is no Special Rule 6. SSR 6. I'm assuming they meant five, maybe? Uh, special Rule 5 is all North Korean AFE must set up in motion in a convoy in roads between a certain area. Um, until disbanded, the convoy must move greater than or equal to one hex per game turn along the road towards 82R3. Board 82 and board 24 are used, half of each, so small area there. Any AFV that suffers recall must still attempt to exit the south edge through the 82R3Q3 and counts normally for exit victory points if the crews cannot voluntarily abandon, of course. Um, the, there are three groups coming on for the South Koreans. Group A, six squads, some machine guns, some foxholes, setting up on board 24 between hex rows 8h concealed within concealment terrain group b is a special anti tank attack unit first battalion second uh, regiment second platoon anti tank gun company second regiment and special anti tank attack unit third battalion 19th regiment secretly selecting one option two options are uh, three squads, three crews, and three AT guns, 57Ls with an 80, or five squads. These are all second line. Um, three crews, two ATs, two DCs, um, and a bazooka. So it looks like that second option, one less AT gun, an extra squad, an extra neg one leader, and a bazooka and an extra DC because the re- option one also has a DC and option three takes it down to one AT gun, three DCs, two bazookas, and seven second-line squads. So I guess, boy, it sounds like those AT guns are very valuable. Well, and take a look. The um, North Koreans, who move first then, again, North Koreans trying to exit the point, have 24 first-line squads, some of the 527s and the 447s, Tenno, Commissar, 9 Neg-1, 8 Neg-1, 2.70s, 3 medium machine guns, 6 lights, 3 mortars, and, of course, 6 T-34s and 3 Su-76 Soviet-supplied tanks. That is 204. The special rules there also are the uh, no wind... KW terrain, steep hills are in effect, a little exception there. Ground is soft, bore sighting is not applicable. South Koreans may use HIP for less than or equal to two squads. Again, South Korean Group B units are fanatic and have Molotov capability. The number of HB heroes that may be generated or set up by Group B squads is based on the number of squads in the select option, of course, Support weapon in the North Korean OBR CPVA. North Korean infantry must set up with one, let's equal with one multi-man counter and single-man counter and support weapon hex. And then each North Korean infantry unit takes a pin check prior to the start of play. So I didn't look at the description, but I'm assuming there's some kind of maybe OBA or something that barrage that gets them to take in a pin checks or something would be described. So, that's human bullets. Looks very good. And the uh, rule, when it refers to uh, HB heroes, these are human bullet heroes, and scenarios set prior to, um, what is that, um, November, 1950, armed Good Order squads, Republic of Korea... Squads may attempt to create human bullet heroes as per G1.4. So it looks like the tank hunter heroes follow the rules pertaining to that. Total number of them allowed per scenario may not exceed 50%. And then the KW rules, Korean War terrain, basically is, I'll just read the bullet points here. All woods are light. All grain and rice paddies are paddy fields. Oh, all grain is patchy. All roads are dirt. All bridges are one lane and stone. No cellars. Crag is concealment terrain and ambush terrain. I like that touch. Also, then, during extreme winter, all motorized vehicles are assumed to have their moving points printed in red. Mechanical reliability and extreme thaw may be specified by SSRs as being in effect in March and November. And what that's going to do is, um, well, if the uh, AP mines, AT mine attack can have uh, no effect. Uh, and then gyro stabilizers, or NA for U.S. built, armoured fighting vehicles. So that's where the title to, of Scenario 204, Human Bullets, comes from. And the uh, Scenario 205, Super Bazooka. Here we have Americans showing up now. July 20, 1950. It's in South Korea, of course. This is designed by Thomas Meyer or Mayer, but it's probably Meyer. And uh, the North Koreans win immediately upon exiting greater than or equal to two armor front end vehicle off the stage, or amass more victory points than the Americans and combat victory points are normally, and the North Koreans also receive exit for AFV, exited off the east edge between certain area. And this is your nice little one. This could be your introductory one. I, well, you won't need an introductory one on this scenario because it's Americans. Basically, you're looking at two, a, unit, a set of uh, two squad, three squads and a bazooka, and then another set of two half-squads, leader, bazooka, and then a third set. One half squad, one bazooka. Set up, hiding around, you know, kind of thing. And then the um, four, T-34s, you're trying to get across the board there. So, special rules, the KW terrain, rice paddy overlay. Just took a wreck out there, and buildings are wooden. Paddy fields are irrigated in this case. So that's a short, about a full board almost, board 43, and then five turns to get those tanks off. That's 205. 206. Hey, that ain't a rock. R.O.K., of course. Paul Works is a scenario designer. A lot of different designers here. This one features Americans. North Koreans. The idea is that the North Koreans with all of boards 37 and 50. Okay, North Koreans win a game in by amassing more victory points. Combat victory points normally, both sides are an exit victory points for units exit off the east edge of board 50. Both sides. Prisoners, captured equipment do not count. Oh, huh, interesting. The aftermath does state that the American force here, in hey, that ain't a rock, was fairly green and that they did disintegrate. So maybe that has to do with uh, exiting both kinds of troops uh, of both nationalities. On the... Um, So they do have a lot of units, though. There's three groups of about eight squads each with trucks, uh, typical armament, a couple mediums, a bazooka, a mortar, maybe a recoilless, 57 or 75, depending, with each of these three companies, L Company, K, and I&M. And then the North Koreans come in here with uh, one group setting up, Six squads on board, and then uh, on high levels on the same board would be another, boy, that's almost uh, 18 squads. And big mortar, 82-millimeter mortar up there. And then entering on the west edge, 19 more squads. It's got the Korean War terrain, paddy fields are irrigated stream. Irrigated stream is dry. Only one single man counter of the battalion command group may set up as a passenger in the Jeep. The 991 one leader starts wounded and the at start Korean 37 million mortar may place an EG2 area acquisition counter in any hex in its line of sight at setup. So kind of acquired there. So that's ain't that a rock two oh six. 207 Bullets for Breakfast. This here, Chindong-ni, August 1950. North Koreans win it came in by having greater than or equal to one Good Order squad in hexes 44, R7 or S7. And at least twice as many as the Americans have altogether in the same hexes. Looks like that's a battle for a very specific area here. American sets up first with... Elements of the Headquarter Company, two massive artillery guns, 155s, a 10 Neg 2 leader, 8 Neg 1, 280, 701 at first group, nine squads. B Company sets up nine more squads and a little more. It's foxholes, two mortars, machine gun bazooka, and then they have some spread out. Little groups of half squads with either artillery, three, oh, this one's got three crews and three artillery guns, 105s. And this is a, there's a regimental perimeter security setup. Five squads probably spread out up there in the perimeter. And a second platoon detachment A has four tanks, M4A 3E8s. Again, who says Korea's not fit for ASL? And that's interesting. So as you got this artillery headquarters, obviously, with perimeters set up out there, going to be attacked. I think this would be one I want to start with. All aboard 9, all aboard 44. Rice Paddy 5 is out there, so learn your Rice Paddy rules here. And then in calm, well, the North Koreans have 14 squads set up, uh, greater than or equal to level 2 hill hexes. On board nine, so they got the high ground there. Two eighty-two millimeter mortars, and then there's some submachine gun companies. A lot of these um, North Korean soldiers have the mix of the submachine guns, 6.28s or five uh, what is it two sevens, or along with some first liner elite squads, and then uh, some always some neg leader there. And in each of these groups, so the submachine gun company, ten squads. Three lights, two mediums, bazooka, recoilless, and a mortar. And then the 2nd Battalion entering. Thirteen squads, two crews coming in to man the recoilless and the mortar, Dismantle mortar. Three lights, a heavy, a medium, and nine trucks. So, take a look at the special rules on this. 207 Yeah, they're battling it out for this this hex 44 R7S7. I don't have my boards out honestly. I should have probably got them out to look at these. But you got your uh, standard rules, rice paddies, irrigated, walls or hedges. Buildings are ground level only. This comes up a lot in this Korean stuff. American personnel are lax only during game turns 1 through 4. And a 10-2 leader may not set up in the same hex as a support weapon. Jeep sets up abandoned. Artillery guns must set up unpossessed in certain places and all. The crews are set up in the building, so they're obviously caught off guard. Each perimeter security half squad can set up in a foxhole. All foxholes greater than two hexes apart, so it's your strung-out perimeter. And they take a normal task check. If they fail, they're removed from play. So... The M2A1 artillery guns must set up unpossessed, greater than two hexes apart again. And the crews set up in or adjacent to this 44F2 building. Not the same as the R7 building mentioned at the beginning. During setup, the American player secretly designates two of the uh, medium tanks as being immobilized after North Korean setup and prior to start of play. They then place the immobilized counter on the tanks, and the North Koreans are elite. Capture support weapons and the North Korean OB have no white phosphorus ammo. North Korean player may designate less than the 628 squads as assault engineers. And use any Russian truck counters to represent these extra trucks you're going to need of the Z1s, S5s. And when they are done transporting passengers, those trucks are recalled. Thank you for that special rule number 8 that makes sense none of this weird stuff using trucks as weapons that's 206 no that's 207 bullets for breakfast and let's do one more here uh 208 the gristmill here's another small one for you board 18 so, South Korea, 1950, August, Tom Meyer, Designer. North Koreans win at game end by controlling building R9. Five turns. American sets up first. Elements of C Company. Americans got six first line squads. A nine neg one and eight oh heavy machine gun and mortar. <coughs> Three sandgars, and then in come fourteen. Four four seven squads, eight negative one liter seven zero, oh, and three light machine guns. Trying to take that building. So environmental conditions are dry, no wind. Korean war terrain is, in fact, place a scrounged M four eight three wreck, and a fifty cal heavy. Must set up in hex Q9, and may not be moved from that hex. And that wreck is also in hex Q9. scrounged. so I wondered, yeah, that probably came from there, right? Again, you're fighting for R9, not Q9, but right next door. And that is the gristmill. ASL scenario 208. Oh, let's do one more. 209, this comes on one sheet. It is the Kehong Ferry Crossing, August 1950. North Koreans win immediately if there's no good order American multi-man counters at greater than or equal to level 1 on board 17, and or if no American AFV remains in play. So they want to knock out the tanks or take uh, knock Americans off the high ground. Cool picture here. A bunch of dudes hiding behind the tank. Boards 8 and 17, only hexes L through GG. Open ground overlays are on there and a hill overlay. Six and a half turns. Once again, the North Koreans are on the attack. And the Americans set up on hill hexes on board 17. Greater than or equal to two hexes from all other multi-man counters in this group, so that are spread out up there. They get nine foxholes, five and a half squads, elite six six sevens, an eight neg and one, a medium machine gun, six concealment thingies, set up as noted. Ob given uh, concealment counters may set up in non-concealment terrain. And then another little group, two and a half squads with the tanks, two tanks, M M2, two M twenty six A ones with the ninety. Millimeter gun. And some half-tracks, M16s. And some foxholes with both. And those set up less than before hexes from BB-5 on board 17. Incoming North Koreans. 1st battali- Battalion on board 8, east of the river. 19, uh, t- 20 squads. Machine gun, medium, heavy, lights, crew. First company, they set up east of the river. First company sets up concealed on board seventeen, on or south of x row X, greater than or equal to two hexes from all American units. It looks like they're infiltrating there during the night before this battle takes off. Regimental weapons set up west of the river. Some two AA guns, 37 Ls. And then the first company of the of the um, again this is North Koreans six squads couple leaders couple machine guns that's the concealed group that infiltrated uh, special rules environmental conditions of course dry Korean War terrain in effect put the overlays in the buildings are huts on this one first huts I've seen so far. All other buildings have ground level only, despite the date. The early Korean War U.S. Army rules are not in effect. Night rules are in effect. So the base night visibility range is 6. That's pretty big. So I think if you're thinking of playing night rules, you want to start with a large night visibility range. Uh, The first close combat requiring an ambush is an automatic north korean ambush must fit the historical description and the north koreans get a 80 millimeter oba high explosive only no harassing fire with one pre-registered hex so that's gonna be something too that looks like an interesting one also 209 a line too thinly held I think I better just go ahead and do 210. This is where we stand. This is in Yadomi, North Korea, November 1950. We're rolling through the months here. Communist Chinese are now coming in. It's all on board two. Only hex rows A through B. Breakout good old board two. American sets up first again. Chinese on the move. Eight turns. Americans have 10, 7, 6, 8 Marines and some half squads. 10 negative 2 leader, a bunch of other leaders. Two heavies, two mediums, two mortars, radio. Oh, three of the trip wires? Is that what those are? <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen those. Elements of A Company also enter turn four. These guys, the first group sets up on the hill, 621. I've heard of this hill. This is very famous, I think. And um, then, wow, you're getting uh, 30 chai comms. Can I say chai comms? Uh, 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 and then 15, four, one sevens. Okay, I don't know what those are. I'm going to check it. These are Grenadiers. The squads are differentiated by having a range factor of 1. They may not use their inherent firepower as long range. Their inherent firepower is not doubled for point blank. Inherent firepower is doubled when making a triple point blank. Not tripled for that. Grenadiers may not use or repair any sport weapon or gun. A Grenadier multi-man counter may not interdict. Going to the footnote. The, The CPVA, Chinese People's Volunteer Army, was poorly equipped, lacking not only heavy weapons, sometimes rifles. Grenadiers represent troops armed with grenades and edged weapons. Oh, this is so cool. They were not organic to the CPVA infantry company, but were deliberately organized as lead elements for a planned attack and would rarely, if ever, be found in meeting engagements, ambushes, or on the defense. Grenadiers were assigned to some planned attacks even after the initial intervention period, but were largely phased out by 1953. How cool is that? They don't even have rifles. Grenades and edged weapons. Hmm, that explains this, those rules. Nice. So, looking at scenario 210, this is where we stand. They got 15 of those guys. There's a lot of squads. They have a red number, a 9 0 commissar in red. I have to look that up too, folks. Sorry. Some um, Dismantle Heavies coming on, four lights, three Dismantle Mortars, six Demolition Charges. Nice. Coming on, they want to control all Level 3 Hexes. They are going to be... I haven't fought over a hill for a while, actually, in all my ASL playing lately. Environmental conditions are wet. There's ground, snow, extreme winter... Steep Hills, this is so Korean warish. Night rules are in effect. The visibility range is three. Communist Chinese are the scenario attacker. Americans are the scenario defender. Chinese are stealthy. American is normal. Americans receive a module of eighty millimeter mortar OBA. No harassing fire does have illuminating rounds and high explosives, though. Battery access is never permanently lost when the second red chit is drawn. Yay! Instead, return it to the draw pile, along with an additional red. So that would mean it would become more likely to not get it when you want it for a turn, but you're not losing it for the game. An M2 60mm mortar suffer while you're not losing it, at least, on that second draw, right? 60 millimeter mortars suffer from ammo shortage, and the Chinese communists may sound bugles. Yes. And have winter camouflage. Communist Chinese may only throw demolition charges. Can't place them. Can only throw them. I'm going to look at that bugle rule. The bugle... May sound at the start of any uh, Chinese People's Volunteers Army's movement phase with greater than equal to one good order leader on board or set up to enter. The sounding of bugles is the equivalent of a gun flash being placed due to an attack. For the purposes of jitter fire, initial use of star shells, illuminating rounds, and searchlights, the effects so kind of like it says, rant, 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 you know, we're here. You can start doing those things, star shells and all that. The effects of the bugles apply for the remainder of the current player turn. Bugles may be sounded again in subsequent player turns, and they may be sounded in both daytime and nighttime scenarios. You don't get any extra, like, morale thing from this? Footnote 39, going over to that. They use bugles, drums, and other instruments, of course, to assist in command and control, both during day and at night. Although giving away the CPVA positions often signaled an impending mass attack and served to unnerve the defenders, particularly at night. Well, it doesn't unnerve anybody according to the rule, right? Well, maybe jitterfire. Okay. Yeah, couldn't be crazy powerful bugles, you know. So anyway, that gets us up through um Scenario 210. This is where we stand.
1: Thank you, Dave, for doing those. Yeah, Appreciate it was that. kind of fun. Yeah. You know,
0: it's a guy sitting down with his computer looking at squad leader scenarios. Yeah. But hopefully it's helpful. I'm excited. Uh, There's so much to do, so little time. Yeah. But playing we'll, those. We'll r- get those in. Rock forces and uh this massive attacks by the North Koreans and those early scenarios there. And and I'll finish the rest of them up in another couple of shows.
1: Cool. Speaking of fun, you know what else is fun? What is fun? Going to RitterCreek.com. Sure is. Do you know this wonderful sponsor of ours
0: has basically... Oh, a two-note bell. uh, Sent us... In addition to being a regular sponsor, just like this little bonus happy birthday, boys. Um, Chom, the player's guide, The right? player's guide, right. No. It's, no, the camp group. It's camp a group
1: share Player's the guide. Player's guide. Which I am looking forward to getting my hands on. And I forgot to bring tonight. Oh, yeah. It's okay. So <laughs> we got plenty day. of
0: other things to do. Yeah. But, right, you can expect that to be coming up. Hatton and Flames will be coming up, and you can get all of these products, whether it's LFT, MMP, homemade uh, dice towers, various things that Derek does
1: there. Stuff from Lone Canuck Publishing, Friendly Fire, Heat of Battle. Order them all from one
0: source. Derek's been moving to add all the LFT stuff coming up. I think he's going to have another new announcement coming up soon. He's got some exciting stuff listed on his website coming I up. Think so we're going to have to get an interview in, yes, to, to have him actually come on the air and just and talk about all. We this would stuff. love
1: that. Yes, well, let's get that done.
0: And I have tweeted out for Ritter Krieg some of his newsletters, so you can check the Twitter feed
1: to put the last one out recently. Yeah. And he ships without charging for me. What's that going to cost me? Nothing. No charge for shipping. You know what would be great is if he charged for shipping and just sent you the products for free. i got to talk to him about that. (laughs) Double his business. Yeah, so please support one of our wonderful sponsors. Go to RitterCreek.com.
0: RitterCreek.com. When you
1: order him, say, clink and drink. The the two half squads sent me. Sure. And he will be exceptionally kind. Yes, and thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you, Dave. Thank you, Jeffrey. Good to see you. Call it a show. We'll call it a show, and we'll see you again next time for another exciting episode. But until then... Roll low. And rally well. But But not not when when you're playing us. (laughs) Oh, no, don't. No, we would not like that. Be good chaps, won't you? Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Cheerio.